This podcast is part of the Bombpod Media Network. It's Jerry and Tracy, and we're here for like a little bonus episode, I guess you could say. Surprise! Yeah, this isn't going to be a traditional episode. We are going to talk a little bit of paranormal because I got a couple of stories to share with you. Uh, and then one of the things that we're going to talk about is we have a trip planned to some haunted places coming up pretty soon, so we're excited about that. But the main reason for doing this is we had the the opportunity to actually have a pretty well-known celebrity on the show. And one of the stipulations to getting the celebrity on was that we had to air this before this coming Saturday because that's when his new show starts and it's a live show. So we needed, if we would have waited for our regular show, it would already be past the date. Yeah. Well, I'm excited anyway. And that celebrity is Chad Lindbergh. Uh, you will know him as Jesse from Fast and the Furious. You would know him as Ash from uh, Supernatural and about a thousand other things because <laughs> yeah. he's been in literally... Every police type show from um, uh, Law and Order SVU to NCIS to CSI Miami to Code Case, which we just talked about the other night, and several other shows. And he's even been in an episode of X Files. So he's been in some very iconic stuff. So we were excited to have him on. And this was a super fun interview. It's probably the most fun interview we've done. It's a, it's a very entertaining one. So I think you guys are going to like it. So I thought we would talk about a few things. Uh, before that, I've got a listener that actually sent me a really cool email, and I wanted to share that story. Okay. So, like I said, this won't be a full episode. It's just going to be us telling a quick story. Um, one of the things that uh, we're going to do in the beginning of May, we did the story on Loretta Lynn's uh, plantation, haunted plantation, and Tracy and I are actually going to go stay up there the week of CrimeCon in uh, Nashville. So we're going to go spend a night there. We're going to be able to do a tour of the place, which would be awesome. And then we're going to get to see a bunch of friends up at CrimeCon and probably come back through Kentucky and visit Octagon Hall, which we've also done a show on. I know. I literally cannot wait for the spring to get here so we can start all these fun adventures. Yeah. And like I said, this would be a good opportunity to bring up uh, if on our Facebook page and in our group. Make sure you join our group. If you're not there, just look up Hillbilly Horror Stories group and join up. We're having a lot of fun. But like I've posted on there, we've got two live shows coming up in April. We've got uh, one in Cincinnati area with uh, the Bro Ohio podcast and uh, Mysterious Circumstances. That'll be fun. It's only $10 a ticket, and there's only like, I think, 45 seats available mm-hmm. left for that one. And then two weeks later, April 28th, that one's the 14th of April, April 28th in Louisville, Kentucky, we're doing the Waverly Tour, which the Waverly Tour is sold out for that Saturday, but we're doing a live show with Pleasing Terrors 
and history goes bump that Saturday afternoon. Now, what we've discussed doing is uh, maybe doing the Friday night tour. So if you didn't get your tickets for the Saturday tour, which some of you haven't and wanted to come, maybe you can come down for Friday night and do the tour and then come to the live event on Saturday. Uh, if that's something you want to do, send us a message and let us know there is an interest because I'm not sure that the other two shows can make it for the Friday night tour. It might just be me and Tracy. Oh, that's it? That's it. Ugh. We're stuck with us. But there, on the tour itself, there's not going to be a whole lot of, you know, getting to know each other and all that. The meet and greet and all that stuff for all three shows will be at the live event. The tour, we're pretty much going to show up and just be all walking together. So if you want to get a chance to meet us and uh, talk to us about stuff, the best way is going to obviously be at the meet and greet at the live show. I'm so excited. I'm sure you are. So anyways, um, I thought I'd share this story. Remember we did Summer Wind Mm -hmm. and we talked about the the situation where the little girl found the body, but they said they didn't report it to the police. Yeah. And they, and we were like, who would not report a body to police? Crackable. Well, actually, I have a story on somebody who didn't report a body to the police. Oh, no. So I'm going to, I'm just going to kind of read this. Now, this was told to me in confidence. Now, I was told I could share oh, it. Oh, I was going to say, wait, no, what I was, are you, doing? <laughs> you do not know what the word confidence but, means. But I'm right? just, gonna, yeah, I'm just going to read the email. Uh, but I'm not going to share any names. And okay. I can just tell you this was in a state up north. And okay. we'll leave it at that. Okay. But anyway, she said she was going to try to give some some background. Actually, this happened in the Chicago area. She's from a state up north, but this happened in the Chicago area. So. Okay. All right. I'm just going to read this pretty much directly what's on here. She said, I'll try to give you a little background and be brief while telling a complete story. It was told to me in confidence, so I'm always wary of sharing it publicly as I do have do not have the permission to share. Not that I don't, but it was told to me on by a client during a bodywork therapy session, which I'm not sure what a bodywork therapy session no, is. No, I don't know either. So she said, you see, my office was, was haunted, and my client arrived really early and had to wait, and in a room uh, with the most activity. When I finally was able to work with her after sitting in the room, she asked if the office was haunted, and I proceeded, and then she proceeded to share her story. Okay. Okay. So there's some some background. Uh, in the affluent Chicago suburbs, many of the towns were not so long ago farms, and now they're all filled with, with mansions that kind of mushroomed up overnight. The house that she was in was one of the few farmhouses that were still standing, even in this really nice suburb. So back in the day, the farm was was owned by an older woman who took in a couple to try to help her with the farm. So they lived in one part, Mm -hmm. and the old woman lived in another part. When she passed away, she didn't have any relatives or any heirs, so she left the house to the couple. Now we'll fast forward to her client, and her client actually moved into that house when she was a little girl. And her dad was a local physician. He had good standing in the community. And, you know, he was like the good dad that would come tuck you in at nighttime. Uh-huh. And the problem was when he would, would tuck her in after he would leave, she would see these lights floating in her closet. The little girl would. She called her dad, and uh, he would explain the lights, insisted they were like something from the road or maybe a toy. He'd shut the closet door, and then he'd, he'd leave. Well, now the lights would be floating outside the closet. Oh, dang. So over the years, the lights never left. Uh, sometimes she would get bold and, and say, hey, make circles or go back and forth. And the lights would do as, as she asked them to do. Now, sometimes all the shades in the room would just go up at once. Guests would avoid using or staying very long in the bathroom next to her bedroom. And 
as fear kind of crept, she would sleep with the lights on so she didn't have to see those other lights. Those other lights, yeah. Then she was hoping it was her imagination uh, that they would be gone. She'd try to go to sleep with the lights off, only to find that the lights would still come back. Now, the kids would actually tell their parents about things that were happening at home, but the parents insisted that they were imagining stuff. But years later, after they had all moved out, her mother admitted that no sooner than she got the kids on the bus, mom would leave the house because she couldn't stand to be in the house by herself, oh. even in the daytime. So once the father uh, had a contractor over to do some work, and he had to go into the crawl space, then when the contractor got out, he asked the dad about the little small area that had been concreted over, but it was just one space, and guess where it was? Underneath the client's bedroom and bathroom, mm. wherever they got all the activity at. Her father had never actually been in a crawl space, so he didn't know anything about it, and uh, the contractor reiterated that whoever poured that concrete had to have carried it bucket by bucket uh, through a very tight, low-ceiling crawl space. That's a very tedious task. Oh, imagine, So yeah. it would have taken a lot of effort. So when asking around about the house, the subject of the, of the closing came up, and you see the, the couple both had to sign the closing paperwork on the sale, but her father was greeted with a puzzled look by someone who insisted that the wife couldn't have signed the paperwork as she disappeared years ago just up and left without a trace or is she in that crawl space so what happened was when the dad and and her client moved in when they went to buy the house there wasn't a couple oh there was just a man now remember the old lady right, left it to the, she left it to the couple but the guy was by himself when he sold the house and said that the woman had left years ago uh-oh so obviously uh, the idea of not digging up that concrete in the crawl space to find out the truth and give that poor woman a Christian burial uh, somewhere else, anywhere else is unfathomable. But if I had a lot of money sunk into a house and wanted to sell it and maintain my reputation and property values, I might just put up a for sale sign and move along. So that's the whole thought process that there probably, or not necessarily probably, but very well could have been Somebody buried in that house, and yet they just kind of ignored it. That is crazy. Because they didn't want to know. Oh, my gosh. How could you not want to know? I don't know. I mean, I would think you would have to know. So you would Are think they, so. Were they just too lazy to dig it out, or what? I mean, I don't think it's... I think it's like she said, if you... Let's say you dig it out, and there is a body underneath there. Mm -hmm. Now who's going to buy your home? Well, that's, all, that's very true. So, I, you know, I, I guess it's, you know, hey, see no evil, hear no evil yeah. type deal. So I don't like that, though. I mean, they didn't know that there was somebody buried underneath there. So if you There's, don't, yeah, you know, you can kind of play stuff off if you don't know for a fact. Yeah, but it seems like, though. I mean, with all the paranormal activity that was going on, you'd almost think that has to be the case. Why else would there be all that activity right above where that concrete space is? So, again, money wins over evil because... Or sometimes you just don't want to know the facts. Yeah, but why wouldn't they think, okay, that lady's disappeared. Why Why didn't somebody go, well, did you kill her? Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's not unusual for somebody to just pick up and leave. People get divorced and stuff all the time. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Sounds a little fishy. I'm just saying if you end up missing... You just went away on a trip somewhere, probably to a farm. Ew. 
So, anyway, she's got another story I wanted to share real quick. Well, that was a good story. It is a good story. She said this was told to her by her mom's friend about a friend of hers. They lived in an older home. It was an old creepy kind with a dirt basement. I hate those kind of houses. Uh, with the, you know what I'm talking about? I, I know exactly what you're so talking about. So it's got about. the full dirt basement. She said the house was haunted by a number of young women. The ladies would float into the windows in the summer with the breeze and come into the bedrooms and appear at the foot of the bed. They weren't scary, and eventually the family would just tell them to get out of here and the ghosts would leave, but they always came back another day. So the family started talking to neighbors and happened upon an old-timer. The person knew all the local history and the gossip about the neighborhood, and he told the family that way back when their home had been owned by a doctor, the rumor was that if a young lady got herself in trouble, this doctor could get her out of it. Mm. Young ladies were seen going in and out of the home all the time. And for some odd reason, and she believed that the family actually um, had a special needs son, maybe Down syndrome, that the son decided to dig up the basement and they found several female skeletons and fetal remains. Oh, my gosh. The police were actually called on this one. And uh, this sad story has a happy ending. Once the young ladies and the babies were buried in a cemetery, the haunting stopped. Wow. So very cool. That is really, um, man. I don't know. It's I can't imagine just coming up on something like that. But well, I mean, it is a good ending. They got released, and they you could go on. But but could you, I, I I wonder what the family felt though after that? I mean, are you going to look at your house the same, knowing? Oh, cool. I wouldn't think so. Which is why the other family probably didn't want to dig up because yeah. at least you can say, "Well, I, I don't know," or "I think." Yeah, or, I mean, but that once you make know sense. for a fact it's there, mm-hmm. you know that could be mentally challenging. Good Lord, I wonder what's in my dad's basement. Oh, there's, there's probably no all kinds of. I know my Peter Frampton albums down there. Oh, I hope it doesn't come alive. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it's not in good shape anymore. <laughs> well, guys, I know this was like a little really short episode, but this uh, is going to be a little fun bonus one for you because this this interview is going to be great. Uh, it was one of the ones that I enjoyed the most, and he's awesome. I well, can't good. I can't believe we we sit there and talked. To mm-hmm. Chad Lindbergh. It's amazing. <laughs> so, all right, guys. We'll uh, see you this Sunday for an awesome show. This, this coming Sunday, just so you know, I can almost guarantee you this will be one of the best shows we've ever done. We're going to do Haunted Tombstone, including the Bird uh, Cage Theater, which is a phenomenal story all by itself. But we're going to do not only that story, but all the other Haunted Tombstone stuff. And we're going to do Carl Tanzler, which... Both of these would have been separate shows, Mm -hmm. but because we've got Amy Bruni on the show, I wanted to make this extra special, kind of like we did with the anniversary deal, so it's probably going to be about a two-hour show, and uh, Amy's interview we did on Monday, she's super awesome, so yeah, we're we're actually going to pack a lot into this show, so I'm excited for it, and uh, I can't wait for you guys to hear it, and if you're listening... Uh, Tracy is actually on the microphone, as you can tell. So yeah, she I'm alive. Ha- she had the little scare at the hospital uh, two days ago. But for all of you out there that are wondering, she's feeling a lot better. Still not 100% perfect, but enough where she could come up and uh, talk on the microphone for a little bit. And so glad to have her back. Thank you, honey. And thank you for taking care of me. And thank you guys for the well wishes and prayers. It meant everything to me. And I guess it must have worked. Yep, and I know it's... it's um, not the regular episode, but because we're doing it now, I'll probably do it again. But we had some victims at Marshall County High School in the western part of Kentucky, in the state we live in, uh, in a school shooting. 
Uh, yesterday, it was a horrible tragedy. Two people died, several people injured, a couple people clinging to life. And uh, it's just another senseless tragedy in our school systems. And we want to send our prayers out to everybody that's involved in that situation. Yeah, uh, very sad day. You know, that, that area has been rocked uh, before the Heath High School shooting in Paducah, which is about 30 minutes away. Uh, happened about, you know, 20 years ago or so. And, you know, it's just, you, it's hard to believe that another school shooting could happen that close to that area mm-hmm. ever, let alone, you know, within a 20-year period. And, yeah. you know, so we, we feel for all you guys. And I know uh, there was a lot of first responders that, that that was a tragic sight to walk upon. And we just want to say thank you guys for all you do and, and uh, our our love and prayers to the families out there for, for as easy a healing process you could have under those circumstances. Amen. And uh, stay tuned for Chad's interview, and we'll see you guys this Sunday. All right, guys, I am excited as can be to have our, our next guest on. When I found out I had the opportunity to have Chad freaking Lindbergh on the show, I jumped at it. Chad, welcome to Hillbilly Horror Stories. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Dude, you have no clue what my day has been like. I have been so <laughs> excited. about. I'm like calling all my friends, like all my Fast and Furious uh, yes. friends i'm like i'm like hey guess who i'm interviewing tonight jesse from fast and furious and then i'm calling all the supernatural fans guess who i'm interviewing ash <laughs> you know and i'm going on the, hey hey all my ghost hunter friends i you remember uh ghost stalkers chad Lindbergh on the show tonight yes. and then yes. like the csi people i'm like hey uh um you watch csi right guess who i got chad has he been on the show i'm sure he's been on one of them he's been on like every damn police show out there so, it's true. You know, it's true. It, a lot of procedurals. It is funny because, I mean, you've been on like NCIS, you've been on, I think, Criminal Minds and uh, SVU. So you actually have a knack for doing those types of shows. I do. If there's a guy that they need that's weird, that needs to be interrogated, that was up to no good, but you want to believe that's going to crack under pressure, call Chavenberg. <laughs> there you go. Well, well, at least you're not typecast. <laughs> no, no. And, you know, it's funny because I, you know, I play a lot of computer geeks over the years. I've played a lot of the accused over the years. And then I've gotten to play some pretty wacky out there characters. So it's, you know, it's a lot of fun to be a, um, a character actor, you know? Well, let, let me say this, though, about the stuff you've been in. And, and I'm sure this has been pointed out to you or you've, you've thought about it yourself, not necessarily dwelled on it. But... Dude, you have been in some iconic shows out there. I mean, when you talk about like Fast and the Furious, uh, Supernatural, uh, you've been on uh, at least one episode of X-Files. These shows have huge cult followings, and there can't be a whole lot of people that's been on multiple shows, be it movies or TV shows, that have those kind of followings. Has, Has that ever dawned on you about, you know, how cool of a thing that is? I appreciate that. And, and yeah, it does now because of what they've become. And I've, I thank my lucky stars, you know, since I started working in this crazy career that I've been able to be a part of some really amazing projects. And they've always taught me a huge lesson. And, you know, the Fast and the Furious, that movie changed my life forever. And, you know, who knew that they would continue making movies and that it would become this phenomenon. And now it's a, it's a classic. And, and, you know, not a day goes by where somebody doesn't see Jesse and say, hey, Jesse. Um, and same with Supernatural. You know, when I was on the show 
in season two, it was just season two of a of a show that was on um, uh, the net. What was it back then? Not the CW. It was a WB. <laughs> it was a WB, and and now it's like become this worldwide phenomenon, and I'm just incredibly lucky and uh, to, to, to play those cool characters and have people respond to them and have them mean something to people it's it goes both ways so it's 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 just an honor well i'm not going to dwell too much on the past stuff because i want to really focus on mm-hmm. stuff you've done recently and focus on the paranormal but i do have one question for you concerning yeah. the fast and the furious sure of course now that they've done approximately three hundred and sixty-five sequels, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever look back and say, "Damn, why did I have to get killed off in the very first one? I could have been in maybe several of these things." Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, it's funny. I have this sort of mixed reaction when a new movie comes out. Part of it's like, yeah, like you, I get excited, and of course I'm excited for everybody in it, and I'm very excited that this movie has carried on, carried on a legacy that nobody saw coming. And then there's that other part of you that's like, oh man, like why did I have to die? <laughs> why did I have to die? And 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 they could bring you back, and then you know they've they've brought so many people back. So you know, I think the fans would eat it up. I think. You know, there's still a possibility, um, but I've I've also accepted Jesse's death a long time ago. And because they've made so many movies, it's made the original that much more iconic. It's introduced it to, you know, kids and 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 you know, uh, teenagers now that probably didn't see the original. So it's kept me sort of recognizable in, in this crazy franchise. Um, so it, you know, I win no matter what, and it's all love. And, and actually recently, um, one of my friends that I found on Instagram, his name's Dominic Dubray, he rebuilt, uh, the, the eclipse from the movie. And then I reached out to him and said, man, you got to rebuild the, the Jetta. And within months, him and his team, rebuilt the Jetta and uh we've started the the bring back jesse movement and um this is where we want to take these cars out and and reach um uh uh uh, charities and and kids and sort of um you know carry on a legacy and so um so yeah it's kind of cool it's it's there's a lot of nostalgia there and i'm i'm just thrilled to be a part of that you know very cool man and and, and i I like that you're using that to try to to help as well with the with the bring back Jesse deal, that's that's pretty awesome. So, man after my own heart, love love to do charity work. I appreciate that, man. All right, so let's jump into the paranormal side. We are yes. a, we are a paranormal <laughs> show. Yeah. And you had a show, uh, Ghost Stalkers. Yeah. And you, from my understanding of from the beginning of the show, and that's all I really have to go by. <laughs> You know, you you have a fascination with the paranormal stuff stemming from a near death experience back in in 1983. Can you touch on that a little bit for me? Sure. Um, you know, I've always had experiences since I was young. I got sick when I was about seven. Um, I came down with Rye syndrome, and I was pretty much pronounced dead within hours to my parents. And I sort of rode the line between life and death for about a, a couple of weeks. I came out of it, survived, um, continued having experiences in my whole life. 
And then just just kind of stuff that away, came to another scary place called Hollywood and um, became an actor and, and been doing that a gazillion years. Um, and the, always through that time, watched all the ghost shows and loved all the ghost shows. And then Ghost Adventures came along. And I remember watching the first episode and turning to my sister, who turned me on to that show, and said, uh, one day I'm going to go out and investigate with these guys. And I studied every episode. And finally, I reached out to them, um, and they very graciously opened the door and invited me onto their show, um, where it was the Return to Linda Vesta episode here in Los Angeles. And from there, I, 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 I started getting invited to all these great places to investigate. I, I put on my gear like everybody else. And I just went out there and I learned everything that I possibly could because I loved it that much. And cut to a few years later, I get a, a call out of the blue from Nick Roth. And he says, um, hey, man, I'm, I'm doing this show called Ghost Stalkers, and I want you to be the star. And I, I, lost, I, I lost my mind. I'm like, this is a dream come true. And so from there, they put me and, and John Tenney, uh, who's this amazing, brilliant paranormal researcher for the last 30 years. And they put him and I in these crazy locations one by one. And, and what you saw is me going out uh, overnight by myself into these haunted locations and um, going for it. And now this is what I do um, pretty much full time. I travel almost every other weekend to different haunted locations and I lead people out on investigations and it's become a huge, huge part of my life. Let me ask you a question from your ghost stalkers yeah. days. Uh, I've got a friend of mine that lives in Gatlinburg. He's wanting to take me to uh, Wheatland Plantation, and you yeah. guys went there for an episode. Tell me a little bit about about your feelings on that place. Um, extremely haunted. I can tell you that they have a, a huge geode uh, under the bottom of the property that expands. Uh, we think all the way down into this Native American burial ground that they have. This beautiful cemetery with this huge tree. And supposedly this tree, um, there's a huge portal and, and there's an actual uh, photo of this big white light sort of emanating from the, the, the base of this tree. And then there's this uh, Native American uh, graveyard and it just brought me a whole bunch of love and, and um, love, drunk love, I could say is the, the best way to describe it. And then the house... It was creepy, man. You know, it was intense because we were in there alone. And some of these places, I I would have a hard time understanding how people live there. And and um, people do. And so, you know, I, I don't know. It was it was creepy. And then of the um, the slave quarters were very intense. Um, I kind of felt like I was getting my ears bashed in a little bit very heavy um it's a very fascinating place i would you know i recommend going there and it's beautiful i mean it's a gorgeous property yeah he he's pretty big on on paranormal and especially in tennessee and he said for his money he thought that was the most haunted place in tennessee so i'm i'm excited about going there because we're going in in may uh begin or the yeah first week of may we're actually going to go down to loretta lynn's place and spend a night there 
So I'm looking forward to just racking up all my Tennessee miles here coming up soon. Well, I, I well, speaking of Tennessee and I, you know, I, because you brought up Tennessee and I have to say, um, as far as one of the most haunted places that I have ever been, in fact, the most haunted places I have ever been, uh, now that it's moved up the charts for me is in Tennessee and it's called, called old South Pittsburgh hospital. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. Look it up. Old South Pittsburgh Hospital in uh, South Pittsburgh, um, uh, Tennessee, and it's an old hospital. And you know, without that, that, that would be a whole different phone call. I've uh, basically let me put it this way: I vowed to never go back. I've been there twice. Uh, I now have a tattoo on my arm to remind myself to keep it positive and not to go back there. So, if you want an ultimate ultimate place that is somewhere you need to check out oh wow that does sound yeah. <laughs> that sounds right up my alley I, yeah I'm, man it's 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 deep i mean i the the experience that i had there uh with ghost hunts usa um which is you know i, I work with all kinds of different um uh groups and um uh they're amazing and we've had a lot of fun and we've gone there twice and i tell you man um it's it's a sliver of hell and I don't say that about a lot of places. And uh, you know, I I got I got real real close to the flame, and I pushed the flame a little bit too hard at that place, and, and it really did school me. But uh, you know, also those particular places I find are your best teachers as well. No, well, I would think so. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah you learn what not to do if nothing else. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and, and, and when we come, in, come into contact with, with spirits or entities, whatever these things are, um, it affects you in, in, in ways that people truly don't understand unless you go in there and experience it. And it's, it can get pretty hairy. And, and, and the, I think the romanticism of, of ghost, quote unquote, ghost hunting sort of goes out the window and is thrilling, but then you also sort of get wrapped up in its, in its realness. Well, let me ask you this, because you, you kind of cut your teeth uh, with Ghost Adventures. Now, yeah. the, the knack of that show is to push. That's kind of what Zach is known for, is he likes to antagonize and, and push. What is your style? My style is, and, I, you know, listen, everybody has their own style. And um, uh, for me, um, and how I was on Ghost, uh, on, on, uh, yes, Ghost Stalkers, um, was love and respect. And for me, that was my way of saying in every location, and they would have to actually edit this out. I would say, I'm here out of love and respect. I'm here out of love and respect. And that I felt like was my only safety. And, um, and listen, I, you know, I, I watched all of their episodes because of their style and, and, and loved it. And, um, uh, I found, uh, for me, as I've moved through it, I go in and that's how I say, I say I'm here out of love and respect. And, um, but as also, and I will say, as I have uh, grown and moved on, you know, um, there are times that it has gotten darker and I have pushed the truth. I've pushed because I want to get to that bottom truth and sometimes you get burned. And so, you know, I, I don't, I don't provoke, but I, I push and it, you know, I don't know if, if that is a difference, but <laughs> you know, I think, I think everybody has, has provoked in a way. Um, but I, I, 
I, I always say I'm here out of love and respect when I go into a location. And, and I want the spirits to know that. And, and then you get some spirits that don't always agree with you, and that's okay. And then you sort of push back. But, um, yeah. Well, let's talk about the now and the future. Mm-hmm. So you've got, you've got a new show that's coming out this Saturday. Uh, yes. <laughs> best name ever. Chad Lindbergh's <laughs> Badass Celebrity Ghost Hunt. Now, yes. I've, I've got to assume that that domain name was available when you went to get it. <laughs> yes. Um, my buddy and I, uh, Dave Abbott, who we've been sitting around for the last couple of years, came up with this idea and this name, uh, Chad Lindbergh's Badass Celebrity Ghost Hunt. And um, Nick Groff and Elizabeth Saint created uh, the Vidi Space and the Haunted Space, which is basically a paranormal network. And um, I, 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 I discussed this idea with them, and they flipped out, and um, here we are. And, and basically the premise is exactly what the title sounds. I want something fun. I want a throwback. Um, you know, we have a lot of, uh, the paranormal, it's, there's a place for it to be serious. And then I want it to be fun. I want it to be, I want, I want people to laugh. I, I, and people were laughing at me at ghost stalkers, of course, but, um, (laughs) I want this to be like a rock and roll kind of good time. And, And basically, um, it's going to be a 90 minute live show. And I'll be taking real celebrities into extremely haunted locations and in a sort of um, Bear Grylls kind of style and take them out and show them the ropes. And then there will come an opportunity for the celebrities to go in by themselves. And they're going to have a camera. And um, I'm going to be nearby. But the whole point is to, you know, I, I know what I felt during Ghost Stalkers and how hard that was before going into a location when we actually got there and I had to go in. Let me tell you, man, all of the smiles went out the window. I was terrified. But then I came out learning so much about myself and about fear and feeling like I tackled something and, and having these experiences. So I want I want to take celebrities through that. I want to take my guests through, through that. And I think it would be fun for people to see their favorite celebrities have fear face and to be scared because all your facades fall down when you walk into these places. You cannot be cool. You can't be anything but frightened, <laughs> you know? Well, So the very first episode, your celebrity is Chip Coffee, which yeah. most people will know. Now, obviously, Chip is no stranger to the paranormal spotlight. Uh, so he's not going to really have too much fear or anything because of what he's been through. Yes. Who do you have or, or can you divulge some of the uh, people you've got celebrity-wise coming up in the future that maybe aren't associated with the paranormal already? Sure. Um, I do have some people lined up. Uh, I wish I could say who they are right now, but I, I can't. Um, but there are some people lined up that everybody knows. Um, and Chip Coffee. Um, is graciously coming on to sort of uh, set the bar. And in, 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 in Chip Coffee, I have um, had the pleasure of uh, doing an event with, and I've met Chip through the paranormal field. And, and I have watched Chip over the years. You know, Chip uh, is somebody that my whole family watched over the years. And to be able now to work with him is a, is a great 
great honor because he's amazing and he's incredible what he does. And also, uh, one thing that people may or may not know about Chip Coffee is that he is sassy as hell and 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 he curses probably more than I do, which is almost impossible. <laughs> if I impossible. Um, but this is basically going to be me and Chip unfiltered and, uh, and, and the way that we're going to lay the first episode out. And of course, you know, it would take a lot to rattle Chip coffee. Um, so I am going to go in, um, alone and set the example for all of my celebrities and say, this is what you're going to do. I'm going to lead by example. And, uh, and then there's going to be a cool, um, when people are actually watching this show, it's a whole interactive uh, space, basically. So they'll be able to vote who they want to go in alone uh, in this episode, me or Chip. And then people can vote and we go in. So it's going to be a lot of fun. What location will this first episode be filmed at? I wish I could tell you that, <laughs> and I will, and I have all this information, um, but we are trying to keep the, the locations under wraps right now, um, just to sort of uh, uh, not create a, um, a scene, so to speak. So th- that's okay. This I can understand yeah. that. So this ep- these will be running every Saturday night at what time? Correct. Uh, every Saturday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, and just to make sure we're clear for all the listeners out there, this is actually on a website that you would go to. It's not on actual TV, but you'll go to website, and the name of the web are the uh, uh, what is the website again? It's it's the haunted dot space. The haunted dot space. So just log on to your computer, the haunted dot space. You'll be able to watch the show live, and you'll be able to interact uh, with your keyboard there. So. Very cool, Chad. This is a, a fantastic idea, and uh, I can't wait to watch uh, this first episode, and I'm sure I'll be tuned in every Saturday night. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it's very exciting. I'm, I'm stoked, and um, yeah, I just want people to come on and have fun and have a laugh because a lot of these investigations that we don't see on the show is all of us laughing because of how scared we got or how insane what we experienced was. So I just want people to come and have a good time. It seems like a very cool, like behind the scenes type deal where you don't get to see that much of it. You see the edited version and don't get to see a lot of what you'll get to see on this show. It's very true. And one thing, you know, especially in Ghost Stalkers, you know, you would see me scared, but then you wouldn't see me like sort of being like, yeah, and like saying, you know, all these curse words. And, (laughs) you know, I want to show that aspect too, being scared, but also sort of the charge that comes with it and the excitement. And also, um, there will be no beeps. It will be live, so there will be cussing. It's going to be, um, you know, a very adult uh, uh, paranormal show as well. Um, it's 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 cussing. It's it's a whole different venue, and um, I get to be wild and unhinged, and that's me at my best. Will you scream as much as you did on Ghost Stalkers? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, a lot of people ask that, and you know. In Ghost Stalkers, like, these whole buildings, I was alone. I was alone. Um, And when I'm alone, when people are alone, it's a whole different deal. Now, I've grown a lot since then. And it does take a lot for me to sort of (laughs) scream. But I'm I'm a very visceral person. And so when I get those reactions or if somebody, if somebody 
comes up and lifts up my shirt, man, I, I don't think there's anybody who wouldn't scream. So, um, but uh, the cool thing about this is that I'm going to be everybody's safety net. Um, so, you know, uh, I'll be close by. And when I send people in, man, I, I just want them to have a blast because when you're alone, things act up differently around you than when you have me there or when you have a, um, a one person crew sort of following us around with the camera. No, I could definitely understand that. And hopefully one day when you do uh, Chad Lindbergh's badass semi celebrities, but only in the podcast world, <laughs> you'll have me on the show. I will definitely call you. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Chad, before we get off here, I've got one question. We got a lot of uh, young lady listeners, and uh, sure. they would kill me if I didn't ask this. Boxers or briefs? Oh, um, boxer briefs. Well, fair enough. They, yeah, yeah. Both of them combined. I don't like big old boxers, and I don't like the tidy whities so... Boxer briefs. We at least have one thing in common then. So that's probably the only thing we have in common. Perfect. Right so. Yes. I'm sure a lot a lot more. A lot more. But we can start there. <laughs> Brother, I, I can't tell you how happy I was to have you on the show. I wish uh, you tremendous success in this new thank venture. You. And then uh, that means a lot. Hopefully we can hook up sometime in the future after this thing gets rolling and we'll get you back on again. I would absolutely love that and thank you to all your listeners and thank you once again for having me on your show. No problem. Appreciate it.